0: Young People Giving Adults Advice with Leonie Tillman In this episode, I talk to Naomi. She's 14 and... Just such a great conversationalist. It's so nice talking to her. She's got such a joy for life and it's actually her intention to incorporate play throughout her life. She's really interested in conservation and in fact she's a volunteer at the Taronga Zoo YATS program, Youth at the Zoo program. She's in year eight but I'll let her tell you all about that. Cool and what are you studying at the moment?
1: Um, a whole bunch of subjects, basically all of them that you have to do in high school because you only choose electives in year nine. So we're doing all of them. Right. And do you do any languages at the moment? Uh, Yes, I do Japanese. So we got to choose out of French, German or Japanese and so I chose Japanese.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. I think when I was in year eight, you got a bit of a taste of all the languages that that Mm. were available, but you get to choose them now, do you?
1: Yeah, because in year seven, you do a taste of all of them, but then you have to choose one in year eight.
0: Okay. So do you speak a little Japanese now?
1: Uh, A little. I'm not too good at it. but (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you'll keep pursuing languages when you get older? Maybe. Not necessarily Japanese, but being bilingual has always been something that's interested me. I think it's a really important skill especially because there are so many different languages, you know, on Earth. And, you know, I think it'd be interesting to learn another one. And
0: do you know which one you will pick up later?
1: I'm not sure. My parents speak Afrikaans, so I might want to start learning that. I know it doesn't seem like a language that's very well spoken, but I would like to be able to understand what they're saying when they speak it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I guess that's tied to your history as well. Yeah. Is that important to be sort of attached to that?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it's really important for everyone.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, language is my passion, so it's easy for me to talk for hours about it. But Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, and your sister told me that you'd travelled back to South Africa. How was that?
1: um yes we did we went for a holiday there and we kind of because my dad had his uh, his university reunion so um we went there and we stayed with our grandparents and we went around a lot of places to catch up with all their friends and stuff like that and
0: what was the most notable thing about being in South Africa that you remember
1: um I really like being at my grandparents' house because I haven't been there because we left South Africa when we were f- when I was four. And so I haven't been there since I was like four, you know, when I was a really toddler. So I don't really remember stuff. So it was really great going back there because these memories started coming back to me of that place, you know, that was, I guess, quite special to me when I was a little kid. And what were
0: those memories or were they just feelings?
1: Um, it was more like memories of playing in their garden under like this big oak tree that I remember I for some weird reason when I was just standing under it I was like oh I remember this tree. <laughs> How beautiful
0: that's really cool. Yeah. And um, what else did you experience when you were there?
1: Um, we went to vineyards there and they're very different to Australia and I was quite confused by that because it's also just The food and everything there is quite different to here. They've got some foods that like there that they don't have in Australia and there are foods in Australia that they don't have there. And I thought that that was really interesting.
0: And what's one thing you tried there that you really liked?
1: One thing that I haven't had for ages that I was so excited to have there was, you know how in Australia we got pink creaming soda? Yeah they have green cream soda and it's lime flavored. And I thought that was so amazing. I loved it so much. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I love it.
0: That'll be the first thing I do when I go to South Africa now.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely. You definitely have to. (laughs) So thinking about
0: your future, what, what are you looking forward to about growing up?
1: I'm really looking forward to the freedom of it. I don't really enjoy, you know, with high school, having to do subjects that are not entertaining. I'm a very hands-on type of person. I like to be doing stuff. Like I enjoy things like tech and cooking and making things. And so subjects like maths and English aren't really my favorite. And so I'm really looking forward to with university, getting to choose something that I want to study, you know, because I feel like I'll be a lot more passionate and driven when I'm doing something that I really want to do.
0: Do you have any idea what what specifically you might do yet?
1: Um, well, I volunteer at Taronga Zoo. I am part of their youth volunteer program called YATS. And so I would actually, I keep on changing my mind on what I want to study, but I'd really like to study zoology because I'd love to work with animals someday. Beautiful. I really think it's amazing just learning from them and stuff like that, you know. What
0: have you learned about working at the
1: zoo? It's a, it's a lot of conservation, especially at Taronga because it's also a conservation society. And I think it's really fascinating because I'm learning about the earth and I'm learning how they're trying to help the earth and I'm getting to help contribute to that, you know. And I think that's really important that kids nowadays learn about the problems that we're having with things like climate change and stuff like that and how we can protect species of animals that might become extinct soon. And, yeah, I really enjoy that. And so if you
0: are doing that now and you study zoology, what sort of career will that lead to, do you
1: think? I think probably I would – something that I would hope is to work at Taronga and probably be a zookeeper there, getting to work hands-on with the animals, helping with things like training because I really enjoy that sort of thing, you know. And
0: what else have you learned by from working at the zoo? Whether it's about animals or just more broadly,
1: um, I've gained. I know this might sound a bit weird, but I've gained a deeper understanding of like the an, of animals on our earth. I've learned more about what we can do to help them, and how you know how like the earth works. If that makes any sense, and things like the food chain and stuff like that, it's just been really enriching. And
0: has that made you think differently about things?
1: Well, I mean, yes, because um, before volunteering there, I didn't really realise how important it was to be looking after these animals and how important they are for the earth, like the earth's environment, because they're part of the ecosystem and the fact that these creatures going extinct, you know, the ecosystem like it will fall apart, you know, without this pillar, you know, of sorts. Right. So you can kind of get an insight
0: into how fragile it all is. I guess the thing that I I remember is about bees and in the city where bees are foreseeably going to become extinct in the city and what that will mean. I mean, are there any other insights that you can share along those lines?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, because every – there are lots of animals that have purposes and do things that humans can't. Like we can't do those sort of things, but they can. And it would be a real shame if they were to extinct because and unfortunately, you know, bees, they help pollinate our plants and our trees and our trees provide oxygen for us. They get rid of the carbon dioxide. I think it is in the air and stuff like that. So they're really important, you know. So
0: this sounds like a real future trajectory for you. How what do you think it is to have a successful life?
1: I think having a successful life is not necessarily having a lot of money or material objects, it's more so your mental well-being and being happy with what you have. I think People forget that you can be happy and you can live a f- what you'd consider to be a fruitful life, but without fancy cars and a big house and lots of things. You know, it's 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 this whole thing of like what you want versus what you need.
0: And what do you think you will need? Like, what would be the bare minimum that you might need as an adult?
1: I would just want a place to live, and I'd want to be able to provide food for me and possible family, you know for the till I die if that makes sense, you know i just yeah, I just want essentials, you know, and I mean, I would like nice things, but I don't think that it's very important
0: and so you mentioned family there too what what do you envisage for yourself in the future regarding family
1: um family would probably I'll probably find a partner someday and then I don't think that I'm gonna have kids someday I'll probably adopt because I feel like there are lots of kids in the world who don't have loving parents and who don't have what they'd consider a family and I'd really like to help them and be there for them to create a family for them because my grandmother was adopted and I'd like to do something like that someday you know.
0: Wow, has she ever spoken to you about what it means to be adopted?
1: I never got to meet her. She died um when my mother was um very very young, so i she I've never met her before so mm.
0: yeah, and what do you think might be some of the challenges or the benefits of adopting- i mean you mentioned you know the that helping someone who's in a difficult position what
1: else well, it's also back to the environment overpopulation I you know it's just that because people who have large families if that makes them happy then I think that's totally okay but the thing is that there are lots of kids who don't have a family and you know instead of have adding to the population you could still have a big family but with those children who don't have loving parents who wish they had a family and people and a place that they could call home
0: yeah that's beautiful so who do you look up to most today?
1: I, I look up to everyone in my family, my parents, my sister. I don't – I wouldn't say that I look up to a lot of celebrities. I admire what they do, but I can't see them I – don't, I don't think I have any celebrity role models, if that makes any sense. So would you say your parents are role models for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%.
0: What are the qualities that they have that that you want to model yourself on?
1: Well, they're always very understanding. I think that people forget that everyone makes mistakes. I think in the heat of a moment, people will not realize that they're hurting someone's feelings or what they're saying could impact someone deeply. And I think that people need to realize that everyone makes mistakes, you know, and that it's all it, it will in like a year it's not going to matter anymore, so you just need to understand.
0: Uh-huh. And when is a time that you feel you might have made a mistake?
1: Um probably with my sister. <laughs> I've always I'm I've got a pretty short fuse sometimes. I can get pretty upset at her quite a lot.
0: <laughs> Why do you get so upset at her?
1: I don't know. I feel like with most siblings, they do stuff that will annoy you or sometimes you just want to start a fight for the sake of starting a fight because you're in a bad mood or, yeah, I guess stuff like that. They just annoy you.
0: I always find that fascinating because I'm an only child, so I'm always hassling my (laughs) friends who have brothers and sisters. What is it like? Like, (laughs) What do you learn from that, I guess, is my main question. What do you learn from fighting with your sister?
1: (laughs) Well... I don't really learn from the fighting. I learn from what comes afterwards, which is the forgiving and the understanding of her side of the story and knowing that there's always two sides of the story. And sometimes you're not always in the right. Sometimes you will be in the wrong and you will make mistakes. And that's okay.
0: And how do you get to that point where you're able to have that conversation with your sister? <laughs>
1: usually when parents get involved (laughs) and they tell you that you guys need to relax and that you're fighting over a silly thing or if something's gone very bad and we've been shouting and then it's ended and I feel bad afterwards or she does and we apologize
0: beautiful and yeah what am I thinking there's something in my mind um yeah, what, I, I want to know what you fight about. <laughs> I, think. Like, I, I mean, I fought with my mum, but that was <laughs> in lieu of having a brother or sister, I think.
1: <laughs> um Sometimes I feel like with siblings, it's really silly things that you're just like, oh, that really didn't matter, really. You know, like one big thing for me is that I'm a bit of a time freak. I like to be, I like to leave at a certain time for the bus every day. And if I don't leave, I start to panic. (laughs) Otherwise, I think I'm going to miss the bus. And Rachel sometimes is a little late getting ready. And so I'll start an argument with her and I'll be shouting at her, telling her to hurry up and stuff like that.
0: That sounds familiar. I think my mom and I have that same fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just coming to the end now and I'm just wondering what advice do you want to give adults?
1: Um, I think adults need to realize that because I feel like with a lot of adults, they n- So, you know, I feel like they need to realize that life can also be fun because a lot of adults put a lot of pressure on themselves and I find it quite upsetting because I know as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that being an adult isn't always a lot of fun, but I kind of wish that adults would, you know, be like more open with how they're feeling and stuff like that because I feel like adults think that they have to be so strong all the time especially if they've got a family and kids they don't have to you know you can show vulnerability to your family and your children just because you're an adult and that you're um a leader of the household doesn't mean that you can't um have feelings and have bad days and you know stuff like that if you're not happy somewhere you don't have to stick there that sort of stuff.
0: And how will you remember to do that when you're an adult?
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm got some I got a lot of qualities for my parents because of what they've taught us and what um we've all been through and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm I can be quite chill sometimes, you know? I One thing for me is that I always like to have fun. I'd much rather have fun than work and I hate doing work and stuff like that. So I definitely want a job someday where I'm going to be doing something that I really enjoy. Like I feel like my job isn't a job, if that makes sense.
0: That makes absolute sense.
1: Yeah, if I can achieve that, if I can find a job where I'm really happy and I'm doing something that I thoroughly love and enjoy and I look forward to doing it, then I feel like I would have achieved something great.
0: And one last question, which is a bit of a doozy, but what would you do if you were leading the world today?
1: Oh, goodness. If I was leading the world, looking back to the environment, I would take more precautions to protect species that are going extinct because like animals like the pangolin, people don't even know that it exists, but it's the most trafficked animal in the world. And it will eventually go extinct. And I want to protect our environment. And I feel like the leaders of today's world, I f- they they say that they're doing stuff to help, but I feel like they're not. 'Cause I don't see any change.
0: Yeah, that they, they focus so much on the economy, don't they? So I feel like yes. there must there must be something really important in the economy, but most of our conversations outside of politics tend to revolve around, yeah, the the ecology. So how do we marry those two together? I, I love that I've got no idea what the answer might be for myself, let alone. For you.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I really I don't know, but I feel like maybe they could focus a little bit less on that and more because without things like with agriculture and stuff like that, you know, it's growing crops and stuff like that to feed us, right? And that's the basis of all our foods. But the thing is that those things can't grow without the help of animals and without having good soil and stuff like that. And to have that, you have to have a healthy earth. And that will lead back to the economy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of maybe there's too much it's not that one can't exist without the other but there is too much of a weighted focus on the economy maybe so exactly good summary yeah
1: yeah because it's always about just making more money and stuff like that and I think that's a bit selfish yeah it can be addictive
0: can't it I think as an adult (laughs) I think and say that that gets addictive yeah cool Naomi it's been really great talking to you thank you so much I love hearing your thoughts Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you soon. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to find all the others, just go to your favourite platform, Young People Giving Adults Advice, and hit follow because we'll be releasing a new episode each Wednesday. Thanks so much for your support. for business.